0: Thank you, buddy. Amen. What a beautiful song he is. If you brought your Bibles, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We want to look at verse 12 through 22. we we'll to share a message I've entitled, Biblical Church Membership. Biblical Church Membership. Our nominating committee met... Uh, Recently, last Wednesday night, we meet again tonight, and so I thought it would be very fitting, the Lord led me in this direction, for us to talk about the importance of biblical church membership. Biblical church membership. There is such a thing, and we'll see that in just a moment. And so we'll look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, begin reading with verse 12 through verse 22. God's Word says, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. And by the way, that's the baptism that's really, really important. Being baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. Whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves are free and have been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact the body is not one, but body is not one member but many. If the foot should say because I'm not a hand, or, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear should say because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where would be the smelling? But now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now indeed there are many members yet, one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. May we pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have now to open your word. And Father, as we dive into your word this morning, I pray that you would speak to our hearts in regards to the importance of us being a functional church member, being part of the body of Christ. We're, we're different, but we're all one. We have our place in the body. One body, many members. All have responsible places of service to edify and to build up the body of Christ. And so, Father, I pray that you would speak to us individually, collectively, as, a, as the body. And, Father, see the importance that each one of us are in the body of Christ. So help us, we pray this morning, to find our place, use our spiritual gifts to edify, build up the body of Christ. Be with me, I pray, this morning as I share. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. Give me the recall that I need. And I pray, Lord, today we would not just collect information, but we'll let your word transform us. And that would be made evident during the invitation time. And so we make this prayer in Jesus' name. In his name we pray, amen. Biblical church membership. We're told by church strategists and by national news outlets that churches are declining in attendance. And i agree with that. Declining in attendance, and some are growing slower than their communities are growing. We're told that nine out of ten churches are in decline. We're told that over 1,000 churches a month shut their doors. The point is churches are losing ground in America. Two-thirds of the builder's generation The builder's generation were those born before 1946. You're the builder's generation. The builder's generation, those born before 1946, two-thirds of that that period of birth are Christians, two-thirds. But the millennials, the largest generation in America history, those born between 1980 and 1980, And between 1980 and 2000, the largest group ever born in America, 80 million members strong, only 15% have professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. Tom Rainer, in a book that I've read and go back to from time to time, the title of his book is I'm a Church Member, he says we need to look into the mirror as a church mirror. Uh, as a church member, before we start condemning other things in our society. Now, there are many church members who have lost the biblical understanding of what it means to be a church member. The major problem that I see is that people join our churches today expecting the church to serve them when they join. Jesus had something to say about that. In Matthew chapter twenty, I think we referred to it last week. Matthew twenty twenty five says Jesus called them his disciples and said, uh, said to them, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great who are great exercise authority over them. Verse 26, yet you shall not be so among it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires To become great among you, let him be your servant. Whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. And so the point being, we must cease from becoming the I won't member, and we need to become an I will member. That's important. Last week we talked about the givers, we talked about the takers. And so, are you i uh, I won't member? I want this and I want this very selfishly? Or are you I, uh, an I will member? Yes, I'll serve. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll be willing to help with that. So, which one are you? Want what you want? Are you willing to serve? So, we must serve instead of demanding our way. Do you know the number one reason that people leave a church? Now, they leave for different reasons, doctrinal purposes, conflict in churches. I understand that. But it may surprise you. The number one reason that people leave a church is because they don't get what they want. They don't get their way. And they decide to leave the church. My dad, years and years ago, when I first started in ministry, um, I went to him about a situation way back on 30 years plus. And I said something to him, I said, Dad, they just, you know, they, they won't discuss it, they, they just want their way. And he said this, I'll never forget it. He said, "He said all Baptists have their say, but not all Baptists have their way. I'll never forget that. Because with Baptist church, the church votes, and whatever the church decides, then that's what we'll do. But some people leave just simply because they don't get their way. But God placed us in a local church to serve, to care for others, to pray for leaders, to learn, to teach, to give, and in some cases, to die for the gospel. That's what we're here for. But the number one reason people leave their church is because they just don't get their way. And God's purpose for you, first of all, is to be saved. That's His purpose for the entire world, to be saved. His purpose, if you're here this morning, you've never been saved, God's purpose for you is to be saved. That's why Jesus came into the world. He came into the world to be our Savior. You know, the angels on the hillside there in in the Galilean hills or Judean hills that made their announcement to the shepherds, and they said, Under you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus came to be our Savior. Jesus came to seek and to save those that were lost. He became the supreme sacrifice for the atonement of sin. Jesus became your substitute, my substitute, for the penalty of sin. Jesus died in your place. He died in my place. And He promises that whoever calls on Him shall be saved. And you called on Him. I called on Him, Brother Samuel. I called on Him. Well, then what? After you're saved, what? What do you do? Let me tell you what he expects you to do. He expects you to identify with believers' baptism and become a functioning member of a local body of Christ. That's what he expects of us. And when I was growing up, I remember, you know, uh, years ago, and I've used this illustration before, it's a good illustration. But uh, I remember when they first built uh, Twin Pines Country Club. And uh, we lived at Rockwood. And there were a lot of people in Russell there that were members of Twin Pines Country Club. Some of our folk here are members now. And that's great. But you could join that country club. And you could join by paying a fee. And if you ha- paid the fee, well, then you, you had perks involved in being a member of that club. You could eat at that club. You could swim at the club. I remember talking to friends in high school and their parents remember the club. And so the country club, and they could swim and they could eat and they could play tennis. They could play golf. And they were members of the country club. They paid their dues and they had these perks. They had these privileges. And um, the point being, membership meant perks and privileges. Now meaning that someone would serve you. You paid the dues, you paid the fees. Someone would serve you. But the point is, some church members have the same attitude in regards to church membership. Their view is church membership means receiving and not giving, being served instead of serving, having rights instead of responsibility, having an entitlement instead of making a sacrifice. Given our tithes and our offerings as somewhat of membership dues that entitles me to certain privileges that will never end. They have this country club mentality when it comes to being a church member instead of having this unconditional surrender to the Lord God that saved them. So the point is that is a non-functional church member with a country club mentality. Now, Flip side. What's the opposite side? What does the Bible say about church membership? What does it mean? Now, if you're taking notes, number one, membership, biblical church membership, is what we're talking about. Biblical church membership means that we're all necessary parts of the whole. Every person who's a member of Mountain View Baptist Church is necessary. Everyone. Some people today, they don't see the necessity of being a member of a local body of Christ. Uh, For them, it's time to come and worship and get up and leave, and that's it for the week. You know, no serving involved, no, no being a part of a small group, nothing like that. Just come, listen to a 30 minute sermon. You're fixed spiritually for the week, and you go and you come hopefully the next week. But however, Paul addresses. The members of the church, the church at Corinth, the church members at Ephesus, the church members at Galatia, and the seven churches in Revelation. And Jesus left the Great Commission to the church. And so you have a very important role as being a member of a local body of believers. Some people don't see that necessity. You were given spiritual gifts. Those gifts were given to individual believers where they could minister and and build up and edify the local church. And we're going to talk about spiritual gifts a little more next week. Tyler James doing a great job about the Holy Spirit, teaching us on Sunday night at 5 o'clock about the Holy Spirit. And uh, we see where these spiritual gifts, where they come from, and they're given to us. They're spiritual gifts. Keep that in mind. But the Bible teaches about church membership. Look, if you will, at First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Scripture says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. There is, your, there is your text for church membership. You are the body of Christ and members individually. Now listen, members of the church comprise the whole And you're essential to the church. Members of this church comprise the whole of this church. You're essential to this church. And so Paul uses a metaphor there of the body in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He talks about the eyes. He talks about the ears. He talks about the feet. He talks about the hands. 1 Corinthians uh, uh, 12. Let me look back there just for a moment. 12 verse uh, 14 and 15. Look at that just a second. Uh, For Verse 14, for in fact the body is not one member but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not of the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Of course not. If the ear should say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Of course it's part of the body. And he concludes, with, he concludes in verse, um, I believe verse 12, he says, for as the body is... Is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. And so, if you're taking notes, biblical church membership means that we're all members, we're all necessary parts of the body. There's not a member of Mountain View Baptist Church It's not necessary. Don't think for a moment you're not necessary. You're essential to be a part of this body. Number two, real quick, church membership, biblical church membership, means that, that we're different, but we still work together. We're different, but we still work together. Not all of us are gifted the same way. In the country club, others serve you, but biblical church membership, everyone has a role. We're all different, but we're necessary. First Corinthians chapter 12, drop over to verse 26. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. And so we're connected, intertwined with each other. And if one's going through a tough time, we all should be going through a tough time. Remembering them in prayer, praying for them. If one member is happy, all of us should be happy for them. So biblical church membership means we're all members, necessary parts. Number two. Biblical church membership means we're different, but we work together. And then number three, a church, a biblical church membership means everything we say or do is based on the biblical foundation of love. you got to have love in a church. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is known primarily as the love chapter in the Bible. It's used at weddings. Um, it's a love chapter. It demonstrates this agape love. However, what's interesting is the original meaning of 1 Corinthians 13 was to demonstrate how we as church members should relate to each other. I'm not talking about a husband and wife. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 Corinthians 12 is talking about the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 13 is talking about how we need to relate to each other. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Love suffers long. This is not marriage, this is the body of Christ. This is how everybody's a part of the body, and everybody's working together, and everybody's essential. And so the love chapter is speaking not of husband and wife or um, a marriage ceremony, it's used that way, but it's primarily directed to the church. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy, love does not parade itself, love is not puffed up does not behave itself rudely, does not seek its own. Uh, it's not provoked. It doesn't provoke. Uh, it thinks no evil. So here's the point. We are to do everything in love as a body of believers. Church membership is founded on love. It's founded on authentic, unconditional love. You don't have to believe uh let me say it this way. You don't have to, uh, you may not agree with certain things that I feel. Of course, if it's doctrinally, you need to come to me and talk to me about it. But you may not agree with me in some things. But there's one thing you got to do, and one thing I got to do. We got to love each other. That's what we have to do. The point is, church membership is founded on love, this authentic, unconditional love. So, biblical church mem- membership means. We're all members, necessary parts. We're different, but we still work together. Everything we say or do is based on love. And church membership, biblical church membership, means functioning members. You know how you remain a member of the country club? You pay your dues, and people continue to serve you. You know how you remain a biblical member of a church? You give abundantly, and you serve without hesitation. Biblical church membership, give without hesitation. Give joyfully and serve and minister without any hesitation. The point is this, a biblical church member is a functioning member. Paul said the body is, uni- is a united whole, the body is made up of many parts. Remember those? Each part is supposed to function. You have the foot. What does the feet do? They function. They walk. You have the hands. What do the hands do? They reach out and they grasp. What does the ear do? It functions. What does it do? It hears. You have the nose. What does it do? It functions. It smells. You have all the parts of your body, and they have a certain function to perform. And so the point is, biblical church membership is a functional membership. There's no way you can say, I can be a member of a church and not take part and function in that body of local believers. Biblically, you cannot say that. Biblical church membership is functional church membership. So we're told by church growth specialists that church rows are inflated by the factor of three. And so if we have 300 members here at Mountain View, we have over that, we have 300 members, we only have 100 biblical functioning church members. Think of that. That means one out of every three gives abundantly and serves without any hesitation. Let that sink in. We have close to 500. This morning, God is calling you to make a different commitment. Do you want to be a... you want to be just a church member? Or do you want to be the church member the way that God designed and the Bible teaches you need to be? Biblically, there is no such thing, you've heard me mention this, as an inactive member. Now, we have a list of them. We have and I didn't bring the figures in here, but we have almost half active and half inactive. You know the difference between that? One difference is an inactive, the way I have classified them, an inactive member hasn't been in this church in over a year. And almost half of our membership I've listed as inactive. A something wrong somewhere. So, biblically, there's no such thing as an inactive member. So, today, God's calling you to be a functioning member of Mountain View Baptist Church. You know, uh, you've probably read an obituary. uh, And it says, an obituary will say this. They were of the Baptist faith. That's, That's what it says. Then you'll read another obituary. And it'll say this. They were an active member of such and such church. They were of the Baptist faith. What that really means is they didn't know really. They heard one time. Their family knew one time. They went to the Baptist church. But they didn't know for sure. And they believed with all their heart. They're just of the Baptist faith. But here on another obituary, it says they were an active member of such and such church. What would you have put on your tombstone as a church member? A member of the Baptist faith? Or they were of the Baptist faith? They really didn't know whether they were a member of a church or not? Or would you want they were an active member of Mountain View Baptist Church? They served here and 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 here. Biblically, there's no such things as an inactive member of a church. So the question is this morning, will you make a commitment today to give cheerfully, commit to serve and minister here at Mountain View Baptist Church without any hesitation whatsoever? Uh, I counted 28 of those ministry forms last Sunday afternoon. And here's what some said. Whatever you need, I'll do. Wow. And they, they went ahead and marked. They marked some things they, they prayed and felt like God had gifted them and, and had given them uh, uh, natural abilities to do. And after they'd went through the list, then they said, Whatever you need, I'll do. Functioning church member. So to assist you this morning... In serving and in ministry, you have access to those ministry team forms. There's a table out there with several. There's a welcome center. We have them all over the church. You carried them home. Let me suggest to you, make a decision today. Make a decision. I'm going to be. God saved me. He forgave me of my sins. He died on the cross in my place. He changed my life, and I'm going to serve him. and nothing's going to stop serving. My husband's not going to stop serving. My wife's not going to stop serving me. That's altogether a different subject. Independently serving the Lord, each one held accountable, separate from the other when you face Jesus Christ. But I'm going to serve the Lord, whether anybody else does or not. We need van drivers. We do, we got three, three. We're starting team kids Wednesday night. We need about four, six more. We've got about 30 on the van drivers list, but we have about three right now, four right now that's willing to drive. We need van drivers. We need children's church workers. We need nursery workers. We need greeters. We need those on the security team. We've got a whole sheet with several things on it that if you feel gift, uh, gifted, you can check. Choir's on there. WMU's on there. Brotherhood's on there. There's any, If you want to serve, you have a place here to serve. But it's up to you. And I believe with all of my heart, God's building a church, and he wants you to help build this church. But he's looking for biblical, functioning church members to do it. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we have to come into your presence and hear your word about the body of Christ. And Father, we know that we serve you not to be saved, but because we have been saved. I count it an honor and privilege to serve you, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, for the spiritual gifts you bless me with and what little natural ability I have. But, Lord, I'm going to dedicate everything I got, Lord, in serving you. And so, Father, I pray pray for each person here this morning. I pray for those who have never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life, that today that you have spoken to their heart, they need to give their heart, they need to give their life to you. And Lord, ask you to humbly ask you, Lord, to come into their life and save them. You died for them. You took their place on the cross. You're willing to forgive sin. You're willing, Father, to give eternal life to anyone that will call upon you. And I pray today that many who have not that are here would call upon you for salvation. And then as you save them, Father, they'll commit their lives to serving you here in the local body of Christ. I pray for believers who are here. I pray, Lord, today that you'll speak to hearts and people would come during a rededication of life and say, Brother Sammy, I want to be a functioning church member. I just don't want to be on a roll. But I want to be a functioning church member. And I feel like God is leading me to this church. And Father... and and Brother Sammy, I've been here a long time and and I want to start serving the Lord more now. Whatever the decision is, as you speak to people, I pray, Lord, they'll step out and honor you by making that public commitment. Thank you for what you're going to do today during our invitation time. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.